TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Happy Monday afternoon. Dana Parks coming up an hour from now. Yes, they are. John's rocking out. (laughs) I love this song. I don't even know why. (laughs) I love this song. Wouldn't it be fun sometimes to do music radio? That way we hear a song that we like and we just get to hear the whole thing. Yeah, but think about how many of them you have to sit through that you can't stand. I guess you can just turn the the meter down. (laughs) Yeah, this is where I'd be like, I got other stuff to do. Just turn the monitor down and watch the clock and let me know when it's over. But you're right. Okay, uh, we have a couple stories to get to about Elon Musk. Uh, For once, we're not necessarily talking about Tesla, although we will get there. Yeah, uh, yes, we'll start on Twitter, and I don't (laughs) care what he calls it. It's Twitter, and it always will be. Uh, So, yeah, about a year ago, uh, right out, I mean, he had taken control of the company. He, well, he bought the thing and then started making all kinds of moves that raised eyebrows. A lot of them were seen at the time as cost cutting moves because he started firing people left and right and, in fact, cut out entire divisions of the company. But one of the things that was the subject of some debate at the time was what he did about the content moderation at Twitter because what he did was fired them all. Anybody that was involved in flagging things or moderating the content and trying to uh, keep some kind of control over the level of discourse on Twitter was summarily shown the door. And that was seen as not only a conceivable cost-cutting move because, I mean, the thing had been bleeding cash, but it was also seen as, and Elon Musk himself referred to this, as a move toward freeing freer speech. The the mm-hmm. idea was that he was going to make it a place where all viewpoints would be welcome and blah, 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 and all of this flowery language about free speech. And what it really did was open the door to child molesters and Nazis. So guess who all of a sudden showed up on Twitter? Oh, boy. Okay. Here's my understanding about Twitter versus some of the other social media that we talk about is that Twitter generally has allowed racy content and obscene content. There is apparently a part of Twitter that I have never seen where this exists. Oh yeah. Twitter is used for other things than just what we use it for. Hookers. Because it doesn't care. Say again. Hookers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Escorts, call them whatever you want to, but hookers. Yes. Or alternative lifestyles, I've heard. Uh Uh-huh. And and nudity is not banned the way that it is on Facebook. Correct. So, and that always surprised me, I guess. 
that Twitter didn't, because we also don't hear about Twitter having the problem until recently. We also have never really heard about Twitter having the the problems with the obscene content that Facebook has had. Yes. And I was kind of surprised. Why, why hasn't Twitter had that problem? So for him now to decide, okay, now we got to do something about this is funny. Right. So here we are just barely a year later and the entire team that Elon Musk fired a little over a year ago, um, they're not being rehired, but that division is being rebuilt. They announced that they will hire 100 new employees to take control of content moderation on Twitter because that's re- that really is what a g- great grand swath of it turned into is people who were involved in child sexual exploitation and people involved in hate speech. And Twitter has decided a year into it that maybe that's not a good brand. Yeah, a couple of you are screaming on the text line about free speech. Um, Twitter can do whatever it wants. Yeah, Twitter has Twitter cannot violate your First Amendment right. They are not yeah. the government. They can't. Right. Your First Amendment right to free speech doesn't apply to everything. No, you're a customer. You're a customer for a business, and that business can make whatever rules it wants about how you have to conduct yourself while you're taking part in their business. I also wish we had the numbers um, on how many people have left Twitter. The people that leave Twitter are very noisy about it. Yeah. Um, And I know several people that have and that have gone to threads instead, which we heard about when threads first went live and then a bunch of people went, it's fine. Threads isn't as clean looking as Twitter is. I'm still on it, but I don't do much on it. I just happen to to check every so often. Yeah, I I don't think I ever even set up an account. The one word that I hear associated with threads more than any other is clunky. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not as clean. It's not as, doesn't look as good. It looks more like, um, you know, Twitter was put together by somebody in college and threads was put together by a kindergartner. Okay. You know, it's like the art would be different. Um, it, it's just harder to navigate and it's harder to do. I mean, say what you will about Twitter, but it figured out some of those things. Yeah. Well, in the, the one part about this that I'm kind of curious about, something that you would have run into, because I know you don't tend to hang out in Nazi groups or groups of child exploiters. Uh, Indeed, so no. <laughs> there's probably not a lot of those that you follow. But the one thing that he said that this group is going to do that they didn't do as much of, even when the old content moderators were still there, is spam and fraud. How much of what you see on Twitter when you're doing your daily bit is spam? Here's my non-answer. I don't know. Um, I don't think much. Okay. Um, In part because most of who I follow are media accounts. And um, I do it for, I'm on Twitter for the job. So most of the accounts that I follow are official accounts. They're reporters or they're newspapers or they're uh, Brittany Mahomes. I mean, they're, they're people yeah. that are associated with things that we talk about. And so I'm probably a bad person to ask. But, but that's, that's a good point, though. And that kind of was part and parcel of what I was trying to get to is, is that something that if you are an experienced Twitter user, you can kind of take care of yourself? Um, I'm going to answer your question with a question. And how, how do you do it then? If you're right. not an experienced, yeah. Like I consider us to be pretty, pretty critical and, and, pr- and we kind of know from what we're looking at, what's valid and what's not. Mm-hmm. If you are not that person, what's the way that you can kind of parse out 
what the the spammy stuff is. Right, because just a couple of weeks ago, I remember we were talking about the story just briefly because it wasn't much of a story. They didn't really say very much about it. That one of the first steps that they took toward this was starting to flag content again, starting yeah. to flag content that they knew was from a dubious source. Um, I'm I'm just opening it up right now to see. Again, I, I mentioned this the other day. The one thing I've noticed more show up in my two things have happened in the last six months more. I get, maybe I need to change my settings, but I get mentioned now in a lot more tweets that that um, that maybe I guess are spam. Maybe there are accounts I don't know. It's it's me and fifteen other accounts just listed. They might be kind of porny. I don't know, but <laughs> okay. I immediately just go through and I block everybody. Sure. Pre Elon Musk, that never happened. I, I never had that. What what I've noticed is that they have changed the notifications that uh, where I don't use Twitter very often. So mm -hmm. I, where where it used to be, I would go in after a week and I'd have maybe three notifications. Somebody liked something that I said a week ago or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll open it now and I've got 15 after a day when I didn't even post anything. And some of them will have nothing to do with me. I'm not even tagged in them. That's the ones that I'm, yeah, that's what I'm getting some of okay. is, and I'll know it too, cause I'm on Twitter. I mean, not 20 hours a day, but a lot. Mm -hmm. And unless I'm on vacation, I don't, I don't get away from it even on a weekend. If I didn't post anything and I've got notifications, something weird's going on. Exactly. Right. And so yeah. that's what I figured. So they're, they're trying to adjust. Um, according to this came from the verge. They said the company's business operations had Joe Benarock told Bloomberg that the team will also help with other moderation enforcement, such as those forbidding hate speech. There's your Nazis. Mm -hmm. uh, content moderation job posting for X in Austin, Texas, said moderators will investigate issues like spam and fraud and provide customer support. So there you go. They're at least trying to do something. I mean, they a year into it, Elon Musk is recognizing that that team had value when he fired them. Okay, we just got a question on the text line that I think is really good, and maybe it's better to answer on the air than off. Texter just said, I am 42 and never got into Twitter, but I've always wanted to. Dear God, why? Any suggestions <laughs> for how to procure a good list of accounts to follow? My first question to you is, in all serious, why do you want to be on Twitter? What's your purpose? Yeah. Are, do you want to follow news? Do you, what's your, are you into other things? Sure. And and I guess, the, uh, you know, as a secondary to that, once you've figured that out, am I more interested in entertainment? Am I more interested mm -hmm. in news? Am I more interested in weird so stories? What, yeah, what whatever. I, yeah. Right. Um, then start there and then figure, OK, um, let's say it's entertainment that you're big into movies and music. Well, who are the people you like? Yeah. Start there and, and start with yeah. their accounts. And from there, you'll run into and they follow this group of people over here, some mm -hmm. of whom you may never have heard of. But now you're going to get a better idea of who's out there that the people you already respect also respect. What I would warn you about is the fake accounts. Right. Making sure that the account that the account that you follow is, in fact, the account for you to and not a copy. account. Let me, let me ask you something. How do you do that? How do you personally um, do that? The first thing I usually do is see how many followers they have. That's a good way. Yep. And if it's, you know, if I'm trying to follow, um, 
Jason Sudeikis. I don't know. Pick a big name. And he's only got 5,000 followers. It's probably That's not, not the real him. account. Right. That would be your first clue. One of the other things that I'll do is uh, if I'm if I'm curious and I, you know, I see something and it says it's, you know, Post Malone's Twitter or whatever, and it has a lower number like that, even if it's a couple million followers, then uh, what I'll do is I'll Google Post Malone's Twitter. Yes. Yeah, that's a very good way to do it. The other way to do it is it'll always tell you um, Channel 9 is followed by. Uh-huh. Look and see who else follows it right. and see if it's official. That's a good way that I know, especially with some of the stuff we deal with, if it's followed by other people I trust, then it's probably a good way to go. Yeah, if, if you see Channel 9 and it's not followed by Chris Ketz, it's not <laughs> <Right>. Channel 9. <laughs> right, yeah. Frankly, I go Facebook kind of the same way, too. When I get If I get friend requests on Facebook, which I'm a boring friend request if you ever try, if it's not, if there's not somebody else from the radio station that is a common friend, um, I'm about to be, That's somebody's about to ask me, hello, Jamie, how are you today? Uh -huh. And they're about to try to scam me. Yes, it's, it's somebody in Nigeria who really wants right. all of your money. Um, yeah, and I say that only half-jokingly. That actually happened last week, where somebody really was taken in by an account out of Nigeria. So, yay. But, uh, yeah, it, it, be as careful as you can. And I'll do the same thing. That's one of my filters, too, is does, does you know, are, is Scott already on their friends list? Is right. Dana already on their friends list? Is, is Wink? Is Amy? Yeah. And if they are, then it's, yeah, usually a pretty good idea. And I'll just go down and look and see if we have any other friends in common that aren't part of the radio station. I like the question, though, and if you have other questions about that that we can answer, that feels useful. 913-586-7798. I get amused by the people. I forget that there are people in the world that only use Twitter for fun things. I forget <laughs> that there are people that don't use it for work. Yeah. And just they follow comedians and they, they follow music venues and things like that. I, I forget that it has that purpose in the world a little bit. So, yeah. all right. Uh, we do have a Tesla story to get to so if that offends you cover your ears we'll do that coming up next on kmbz we're talking about elon musk now we have to talk about tesla uh, uh, with yet another problem with tesla <laughs> yeah. yeah you're gonna put in the standard disclaimer here <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not just picking on tesla it's okay uh, i mean we are but yeah yeah what in this case it really is user error more than anything else because for the life of me and if you're a tesla owner Please explain why this guy did what he did, because I've been thinking about it all morning long, and I cannot come up with a single reason why you would do this. If somebody's house caught on fire is is the end of this story. But the beginning of it is that, and I didn't, I, I kind of knew this, but I didn't know exactly how Tesla did it. They have two separate batteries. There's your main high-voltage battery that makes the car move, Okay. Then they have another battery that's the same as any other car battery. It's a 12-volt DC car battery that's there to run all of the small electronics that, that are in the car. You know, it runs things like that screen that's in the middle of the dashboard and presumably the radio and a whole bunch of other things like that that just they don't need high voltage. So in order to do that, they just have this secondary battery in them. That's fine. What I don't understand is why in the world... If you owned a Tesla, you would take that battery out of your car, the little one, not the big high-voltage battery, the little car battery. Why would you take that out of your car and into your house to try to charge it? Because that's what this guy did, and it ended up, the battery exploded, which means wow. that, that either there was something wrong with the battery or 
you're not supposed to do that. And he put it on a charger that was not built for that battery and smoked the thing. But it caught his house on fire. Because the only question I would have is, and this is me knowing nothing about how batteries work, was it like really cold outside? And he thought it won't work if it's outside? Maybe. I mean, that's as good an explanation as any. Um, I mean, we're talking about Raleigh, North Carolina, so it hasn't oh. been deathly cold there yeah. recently, but it's been cold. And, you know, we've mentioned this before. Our electric car, which is not a Tesla, um, if the mileage goes down significantly when, when it's cold outside. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about under, like, 40. Um, wow. Your your mileage can go down, like, the amount to of a mi- charge? Huh? 40 uh, yeah 40 degrees outside you can oh, 40 degrees okay you can lose about a third of the distance you can travel on okay. on a single charge if it's below 40 degrees outside so okay. maybe that's part of it maybe he figured he would get a more complete charge but it, again it wasn't the high voltage battery that moves the car it was the little guy that he brought in um my assumption is that when you plug in your tesla it charges both batteries I, that would be a safe assumption. So yes. why would you remove the, the battery? I mean, somebody who's a Tesla owner has got to fill us in on this, because if there's a reason why he did it, then it would be more explainable. It would also be more of a reason to warn people not to do that. So that was my next question is, is, is there a warning and is there a lawsuit coming against Tesla? Because Tesla didn't warn people that this could happen. Maybe. And uh, yeah, as much as in a place like this, unless there's something that Tesla owners know, you know what I mean, about mm-hmm. that particular construction of the car. I mean, our electric, I have no idea if it has a second battery that does that or it just uses step-down transformers to you know, to change the voltage down to 12 volts from the main battery. I, I just right. don't know. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that there was a secondary 12-volt battery in there, but I'm not sure. Still, even if there were, that's the last thing I would ever do is take that battery out of the car. Uh, yeah, my knowledge is limited, but I can't think of a valid reason why you would put it in your house. <laughs> yeah. Why you would ever take it out, let alone put it in your house. Sure, yeah. I mean, even if I was going to, uh, because I do have a battery charger. Um, mm-hmm. it's one that I bought out of a pawn shop. Um, and it's not a, it, it does trickle charge, but it also does the fast charge. It's the, mm-hmm. the industrial one that they wheel out, you know, where they charge your car when you go to the mechanic. Mm-hmm. But the last thing that I would do is charge up a battery using that thing inside the garage. I wouldn't even do that. If I did that, I'd pull the car out or push the car out if I had to set the thing up outside, charge the battery and then put everything back when I was done. I think we have a Tesla owner on the line. She would give us yeah. some insight. Jason in Kansas City is online with us. Hey, Jason, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Great. So I've got a 2016 Tesla Model S, and this uh, I didn't burn my house down, but my 12-volt battery did go bad. And like you said, they are literally like any other 12-volt battery. The big battery charges the little battery, so uh-huh. they just go bad. After a while, you know, you have to replace your regular car battery. Sure. So... The guy charging it inside was stupid, but it really had nothing to do with a Tesla at all. You you could do the same thing on a regular 12-volt battery that you took out of your truck or something. Yeah, so, like, you know. yeah and like I just got finished saying, I would never charge a 12-volt battery inside my house. Never. Yeah. So yeah, but, this was just this guy being a doofus. Is there a reason why you would charge it in the house rather than outside, you know, in the car? 
who knows? Well, you you got to take it out to charge it. It, it. Like a little thing pops up on your dash saying, you know, replace your 12-volt battery. So yeah. maybe he was just trying to be lazy and took it out and charged it. And like oh. you guys said, maybe it was cold. Who knows? He, but, he, uh, he didn't want to pay but, the 200 bucks to replace the battery. He yeah. wanted to force yeah. it. Okay. It could be. So, uh, but, yeah, nothing Tesla now specific it, on that. Just, just an idiot. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Jason, that was my okay. assumption. I'm, I'm glad we got confirmation on that. So, yes, it, it, don't do that. If your car tells tells you to replace the battery replace the battery here's the thing if you can afford a tesla why would you cheap out on the battery then yeah like you kind of know what you're getting yourself into <sighs> or should <laughs> yeah and and please whether your car is an electric or uh, you know a, a, a regular internal combustion engine never take the battery into your house and try to charge it under any sense there's just no reason to do that that's all kinds of dumb there's your PSA for the day in case you in case you needed that. All right, uh, coming up, Kansas City doesn't have a lot in common with New York City, and yet you have a millennial who did the move from the bigger city to Kansas City and talks all about how great it is. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome in here on this uh, Monday afternoon. You doing okay? I'm fine. Everything okay? <laughs> just check. Just checking to make sure. Um, oh. All right. So saw this essay out of Business Insider, and it was funny because I read through this essay and I'm like. Story sounds familiar. And then I realized that this was written by or was the story told to a Business Insider reporter. And the story is that of the owner of Cafe Cafe, which is a Vietnamese coffee house that we have here in Kansas City that we're really lucky to have that started off as a food truck and now has, I believe, two brick and mortar spots or like one and a half. There's one in Columbus Park and then uh, there's another one in the West Bottoms that takes up also kind of a flea market type place. Anyway, it's a Vietnamese coffee shop that I really like, and it's the only one that we have. I'm like, oh my gosh, the story's... So this is her. This is Jackie Wynn that tells the story of how she ended up in Kansas City after being in Los Angeles and New York, and she's a millennial, 35 years old, and talks about how much better life is here. Oh, easily so. I mean, and it's for exactly the reason that you're thinking right now. Everything in those places is ungodly expensive, and you're going to pay a tremendous amount of money in rent for a closet. 
where here, <laughs> you know, 1300 bucks a month can get you a really nice townhouse. So the idea that you're spending $1,300 a month to live in, a, you know, a shoebox is not cool. And she said everything got easier. Getting around got easier. Uh, you know, being able to afford groceries got easier. Everything was just better when you get out of those giant metropolises. But... You don't have New York anymore. That's true. You, you have you, to care about not having New York anymore. Right. You, you don't have Broadway. You don't have, you know, the city that never sleeps. You don't have you know, all of the things that go along with it. And I mean, you know, people used to point at New York and say, oh, the crime is terrifying. Well, now, huh. we, you know, we understand there's crime mm -hmm. everywhere. I mean, we set a record for shootings last year. So, yeah. you know, that's not lost either. But, um, you know, it. I guess it's also easier... For somebody who's a restaurateur like that, I couldn't imagine going to New York and trying to open a restaurant. Good Lord. And especially, um, gosh, if you've never had Vietnamese coffee, I was exposed to egg coffee when I was in Vietnam, which is a, a Hanoi thing. I couldn't tell you what's in it, except it's sweetened condensed milk, Ooh. like three-fourths of a froth <laughs> on top, and then there's a little bit of coffee on the bottom, but yeah. it's, a very, it's a very North Vietnamese thing. Um, she has a storefront in Columbus Park, and it's not it's not huge. It's which is the way to start. You start off doing the food truck, and then you and she's got a great presence on social media. She's all over the place. And then she opened that little storefront there. Some of this I think is interesting because she talks about how much cheaper we are here. And when I saw her write that now she pays nine hundred dollars for a two bedroom apartment, I thought, where are you getting that in Columbus Park? Yeah, where. It's not, it's getting there, but it's not the emerging neighborhood that it, it probably will be in 10 years. It'll get a lot bigger once the Casey Current Stadium opens because it's right there. But those are really older houses. I mean, that's, I can't think of anywhere else in town where you could get 900 bucks for a two bedroom. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, think about this for a minute too. And Jamie, you and I both grew up near it. So we understand that the restaurant business, especially if you're an owner or a general manager, is a 24 hour a day, seven day a week. You are always on call. Something will happen. And even if it's after your business hours, something will happen that you're going to have to deal with right away. Mm -hmm. And she said, L.A. and New York for me just felt like being on the hamster wheel. Obviously, I needed to be in New York for theater, but people go to big cities because of the opportunity. I don't think they understand there's also opportunity in other cities. That's the thing. I mean, if, if you think rent for an apartment is rough, try rent for a business space in New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So you better be successful right off the bat. I mean, you better be a runaway hit right off the bat or you're going to find yourself falling behind very, very quickly. And it's tougher to stick out. It's tougher to make a name for yourself. And when when you're hearing from somebody who opens a restaurant and says, yeah, my old life felt like being on the hamster wheel, can you imagine how rough that's got to be to make the restaurant business in Kansas City look good by comparison? Now, there are a couple things that she doesn't bring up as downsides, and it's maybe things that she doesn't care about as much. Um, our airport does not, just by virtue of where we are and how big we are, this is one of the things I it, that just bugs me. It's just never going to be different. You cannot jump on a nonstop flight from Kansas City to most places outside of the U.S. From New York, she can do that anywhere. Yep. We just don't have, um, like, for some reason, Louisville, Kentucky comes to mind. There's no quick nonstop. You can drive it in eight hours. 
but it would take you 18 hours to fly there. You know, we just don't have some of those, some of those nonstop flights. We also, and she doesn't mention this, but we are not as much of a pedestrian slash public transit friendly city, especially as New York is. I mean, you're driving most places here. Yeah, well, that's true. You also just really depressed me because I have to fly to Lexington later on this year. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There's Louisville. no easy yeah. way to do it. Uh, yeah, that whole Louisville-Lexington kind of corridor there. Uh, yeah, you got to fly to Cincinnati, I guess, would probably be mm-hmm. the closest one. But oof. Um, great. So, isn't, isn't that the same airport? Isn't Cincinnati? Covington, Kentucky. It's the, it's the same. For Louisville? That's the airport. No, Louisville and Lexington. It might be Louisville. Okay. One of those shares an airport with Cincinnati. My issue is that it, you can't go nonstop here to Cincinnati, can you? I don't know. I, I haven't looked, but I'm I'm hoping the answer is yes. Because <laughs> like I said, know if that's true. Yeah. If you can without connecting in, I thought O'Hare I, I thought Louis. I did at one point that I had okay. gotten back from Cincinnati to here without. Changing it's been plans. a while since I looked. Okay, yeah. So, um, but just that's the that's the downside here is, and maybe she doesn't care about that. Right. If, if you don't travel a lot, then it doesn't really make any difference to you. And it's just it's about finding some space, too. I mean, that's the other thing that having lived in, you know, fair size metropolises and gone back too since making the move, you know, going back and, and seeing how much worse it's gotten. That, that kind of thing never tends to get better when you feel like you can't get away from people and just be by yourself for 10 minutes. That situation gets worse over time. Somebody just asked on the text line, can you guys convince Lenexa to get a streetcar? <laughs> um, no, for a multitude of reasons that, um, I mean, maybe, maybe eventually. And when I say eventually, I mean four, five decades, something like that. Um, it's funny that you say that. Uh, David Johnson, who is local streetcar guy that is a good follow on Twitter, uh, has suggested I don't remember this part of the conversation, but I guess at one point the idea was raised of if we get a new stadium for the Kansas City Royals in downtown somewhere um, and not Clay County, is there merit to the idea of running the streetcar from Main Street east to wherever that stadium goes? And that's there's money. That's a that's a money. Sure issue also because the streetcar is funded from a special tax on properties that are on the line especially if you got to east village you have a lot of empty property and so it's just not not going to be worth as much and won't raise as much money but that's an interesting question to ask yeah i mean uh, yeah. I, I don't know about lenexa but um <laughs> yeah it, I mean, for for downtown um it's just a matter of you, you also have all of the construction that's going to happen yeah. That, that would necessitate, I mean, be necessitated by putting in the new lines and everything else while you're in the middle of a giant construction project to build the stadium. It, it's not a bad idea, but it would be rough. It's got to be densely populated. That line's got to be worth, you have to have people on that line that want to go to the places that are essentially between, you know, Main Street and Shawnee Mission Parkway and then all the way, or 75th Street, you'd have to pick a corridor. Yep or something um so somebody said you can fly directly to louisville but not lexington aren't they very close to each other yeah they are they're two, like 20 25 30 yeah. miles apart something like that yeah huh okay uh, keep your text coming in uh if you would like 913-586-7798 uh to wrap the hour coming up i don't know if it's the cup pepperoni or just the regular pepperoni but we'll tell you what a new jersey house was vandalized with next here on kmbz dana parks coming up at 
Two o'clock. Happy to have you with us here. Okay. So now we go on to the story out of New Jersey. Uh, and what this New Jersey house was hit with in a vandalism. Just so bizarre. Every so often, stories like this will catch my attention because of just how weird they are. They're calling it a meat story, as in mystery oh, with meat. Uh, yeah, Heather Doherty of New Jersey says she woke up Wednesday morning, according to the folks at WPIX, to find pepperoni or something like it strewn all over her property. Uh, she said it went from the front door to the edge of the porch and then strategically pieces, hunks of pepperoni were placed down the stairs to the driveway and then four slices of it were placed on the hood of the car and four slices on the trunk. She says she's lived there for 16 years and her home has never been vandalized before, but now somebody just covered the place in little pieces of pepperoni. I have many questions. <laughs> First, yes. and maybe not in priority order, how does one clean up? Because it's easy to just kind of sweep all that, but there's oil yeah. in pepperoni. Right. How do you get the oil off? And that, that was a big concern, especially for the eight pieces that were placed on the car. Because she was <laughs> worried that the, the grease would ruin the paint. Now, they talked to a guy at a body shop nearby who is Italian, by the way, and was very upset about all of this, sure. that uh, he said, yes, it can screw up the paint. But he said the good news is that normally only happens if it's really hot outside and you've got to leave it there for a long time, which means that grease is going to, uh, it's going to, you know, sort of ooze out of the pepperoni and then stay there on the surface of the car. It can kind of ruin the clear coat on the top and stain the paint itself. Thankfully, that didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, you'd, you'd have to clean it off with some kind of a degreaser. Probably your best bet at that point would be Dawn. Real? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it would work. Yeah, we used to use that uh, when we didn't have the money to buy the, the real, you know, mechanics hand cleaner. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we would use Dawn. You know, after working on the cars all day, just come in and use Dawn. And it really does. I mean, it's built to be a degreaser, and it does a heck of a job at it. Huh. Okay. Um so weird. That's one of the weirder stories that we have yeah. they, here today. And they also, they talked to another guy who is a food expert. You know, he runs a meat market uh, nearby, the owner of Mansville Pizza, Anthony Dianello. Uh, and he said that the meat looks larger than what you would use on pizza. He says it's in the pepperoni family, but maybe another kind of sausage that he can't readily identify. <laughs> Talk about a deep dive. <laughs> in the pepperoni family. Okay. Yes, right. Uh, I don't know how many sausages are in the pepperoni family. I'm a, I'm a little concerned, though, because she at one point during the story wondered who would walk around with two loaves of pepperoni on them. Um, I didn't know pepperoni came in loaves. I thought they were sticks. I thought they were called tubes. But you're right, sticks make more sense. We always get, I think I've heard that. We always get pepperoni sticks, but I mean, who knows? <laughs> it's a loaf of pepperoni. Brain, don't go to that place. Brain, don't go to that place. Now I'm wondering what other things do we call loaves? Other than what bread? What else is a loaf besides bread? Meat. Yeah, a meatloaf. You know, that's the, oh, only meatloaf, other, yeah. it's the only other loaf that I know of. Somebody on the text line wanted to know if this homeowner has a beef with anyone. <laughs> well Stop done, text line. right now. I've blocked people for less. Stop right now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on here. What's the story out of Norway? 
Yeah. Oh, this one's good. This one is great, too. So um, did you ever see The Hunt for Red October? I know you're not much of a movie person. I, I have. It's been a very long time. Okay. Yeah, but I can picture it. There's one scene in that movie where Jack Ryan finally gets on, you know, gets on to Ramius's sub and, you know, they're, they're talking and all of this. And uh, Sean Connery says something to his second in command uh, in Russian and uses the word buckaroo. And you, you see Jack Ryan kind of laugh, and he's like, yeah, he wants to know if you're some kind of a cowboy. That was, it's that kind of exchange. So apparently that word buckaroo has made its way into Russian. This story out of Norway says that they have a particular slang term that they use for anything crazy. Like if something happens, you're like, wow, that's nuts. The term that they use to denote crazy in Norway is Texas. <laughs> That's just the term they pulled out. They're like, wow, that dude's really Texas. And that means that you're you're out of your mind. You're nuts. So not Florida? No, I, I, I exactly. I thought okay. Texas isn't it's easier. Right. It's a you little know? easier. Trips off the tongue a little bit better. But I, yeah, my first thought was these guys must never have heard of Florida because if they think Texas is crazy, I mean, it is. I'm not arguing the point. I'm just saying between the two, I think Florida's got them beat. Yeah, they said, yeah, there was more to this that apparently Norwegians got really into cowboy movies and Western culture, and that's how they picked it up. Yep. Back to the okay. buckaroo. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's if you delightful. know any, if you know anybody in Texas, tell them the Norwegians think they're all crazy. <laughs> okay. As we continue to go off the rails further and further here, who had this adult diaper spa story? Oh, yeah. Uh this is another one that it's up in the northeast. We'll give you the particulars on it, but why it just opened within the last couple of years. Um in fact, it may be even more recent than that, but it's a bed and breakfast that has advertised itself as an adult diaper spa. And the place, it's its actually, that's the name of it too. It's called the adult diaper spa. And they said that it's, it's causing controversy with people who live nearby for obvious reasons. But it's not even, I mean, if, if you were going to try to give this a little bit of, uh, of wiggle room and say, all right, maybe this is just advertising that for adults who need them. That this isn't a sure. place they're going to have to feel out of bounds. I mean, because there are plenty of people who have incontinence problems and that's what they need to do. No, no, no. That's not what they're doing at all. They are advertising themselves. This is what they say. According to the company, we're here to nurture and pamper all diaper lovers and enthusiasts. Oh, my God. In richly immersive experiences. Well, it seems like the diaper itself would be a richly immersive experience, <laughs> but that's another story for another day. They say it's a safe, non-judgmental diaper salon, and uh, it offers a premier spa experience for the little one inside of you. So they're encouraging you to live like an infant. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we have 30 minutes open on our show for tomorrow. We can do the discovery call. For 30 minutes and it's free to, to, that's our free oh, consultation to find out great yes if this is appropriate for us is the adult diaper spa for you you can play you can book little friends play dates phone calls with doctors 
Zoom sessions. I don't know what the phone call with a doctor is all about. Zoom sessions, sessions over text, and much more on their site. There's a, Yeah, and there's your discovery call where you can talk to their resident diaper doctor, Doc Murphy. Your live telephone call with the doc costs you $150 for one hour. No thanks, I'm out. <laughs> Experience a personalized professional live telephone call with the doc. She offers a soothing voice, comforting presence, and support to the little inside you. The time mm -hmm. is yours to do anything from enjoy a bedtime story, hear a lullaby, or talk about things on your little mind. <laughs> uh, there's an FAQ <laughs> section on the website where you can check out and have most of your questions answered. According to the writer of this article, I'm afraid I can't provide further information. This isn't my bag, but if you're into it and think it could help you, more power to you. I'm on the FAQ section right now. <laughs> Every visitor is different. We start with a discussion about goals. Imagine a safe and judgment-free session where you can openly express yourself and partake. This is where you get to go to be a baby. Yeah. This is that's what this is. Your favorite activities, meals, snacks, and nurturing. You can have cuddle time, changing time, nursery rhymes, and sing-alongs. Okay, look, <laughs> there are times and places in my life that I like to revisit, right? Sure. I mean, I have a pinball machine, right? So okay. the idea of playing kid again is not lost on me. Infancy is not one of those times. I, I look, And just because I don't get it, uh, okay, I mean, I'm kind of with the writer of the article. If this is your jam, then okay, go jam, but... I do not see the appeal. We have soft blankie, soft blankies and stuffies. Aww. A lovely, warm, glowing nightlight. Uh, in the summer, you can play with your water wings and floaties. <laughs> Poolside. Play marbles on the patio. I don't want to talk about diapers and floaties in the same sentence ever. Serve tea to your dollies on the porch. Make snow angels in the winter. Diaperspa.com for those who want to know more. You're welcome. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. We'll leave you at Dayton Parks on that note then. Uh, turn it over to them. Be back tomorrow here on KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.